What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, is my broadcasting partner, the Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. What's going on, Mr. Bowser and all my jerk-offs out there? How's it going? Hey, yo. <laughs> Man, it's WrestleMania weekend. And it is. It sounds depressing saying that. So. <laughs> well, that's because WrestleMania is now run by a bunch of idiots and that wow. have uh, gone off his rocker. Well, one specific idiot. <laughs> VKM. VKM, as these people who uh, we are doing the episode about today will be known as in TNA. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so before we get into this week's match review, it's time for your slash Corey Kaufman, what did you do this week, motherfucker? Um, nothing of what they keep telling us to do with this whole quarantine situation. I mean, and it's not by choice. Um, I got my essential paperwork in the car because I'm one of those essential workers. Um, so it's actually been pretty uh basic and regular for me nothing's really changed i just got to be uh observant of everyone around me but no, other than that i mean just you know being a part-time school teacher now uh, me and amanda trying to keep my keep our kid learning and then um just i don't know man everything's been typical mowing the grass playing catch with my boy um tried to watch wrestlemania last night which you know whatever um and then just I don't know. TJ's been seeing all these weird, awkward uh, action figures I'm trying to make because I'm tired of looking at all these Jasons yes. uh, sitting around <laughs> by themselves looking at each other like they're stupid. So I'm trying to just make some, you know, have an extracurricular activity on top of everything else I'm trying to do, like graphic design or whatever. So that's that's about it, man. What have you been up to? Well, I've been doing podcasts here, there, and everywhere else. This morning, we did the first episode of the Wake and Bake podcast featuring Big Johnny D and myself. We discuss everything nerd. You know, this is bothering me real quick here. Let me uh, pop myself down and then pop myself back up. Oh, my God. So I got to do this. I got to pop Corey down. Got to pop Corey back up. Pop myself back up. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I get you over to the right? Okay, here, here's what I'm going to do. And thank God. It's just so weird with my, with the way that I am. Hey, what's up, Jeremy? Will you stop jerking my curtain? I will jerk your curtain all day. An update, gents. Vengeance hit 1.1 million views the other day. Oh, and you didn't need dead meat. That's awesome. Uh, oh, and you know what else? It only took how many months? Yeah, not long at all. Not even six months. Well, whatever, you know, six months. That's awesome, though. We're not comparing dicks, though, but we totally are. And ours just happens to be a lot bigger. Anyway, anyway, guys, uh, yeah, find all these other uh, power hours going to be worked on soon. Trying to lock down a big, bad Beetleborgs episode followed up by a Power Ooh. Rangers episode. Yes. Like them both. Yes. Just something a little bit different. Uh, our first episode had Trent Haga, otherwise known as Killjoy the Clown and from various trauma films. Uh, find that over on dobackdiscussion.net. And of course, as the bottom of the screen says, audio only version of the show will be available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and dobackdiscussion.net. But other than that, uh, podcast here and there, isolation. Uh, I'm one of those uh, essential employees, so I have to work. 
on top of doing the network stuff. But yeah, other than that, just ready to talk wrestling, talk about our good WrestleMania compared to what the fuck we have to sit through these days uh, with the current WrestleMania. I know, man. I know it's is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> oh wow! As a Macho Man once said. Okay. <laughs> So let's get on with this fucking match. Okay, so we got the match from WrestleMania 14, the X-rated. One of the best WrestleManias ever, I think. A loaded card, so that helps a lot. Yes. And they, you know, on all these storylines, I couldn't say there was a terrible one. You know, even when you break it all the way down to what the light heavyweight championship, everything at least had a, uh, a reason. So, I mean, it very well thought through great writers at the time. Uh-huh. And, uh, I loved it. I mean, there wasn't anything about that WrestleMania I didn't like. So, so yeah. thank you for letting me choose this one. I appreciate it. This is, this is a good WrestleMania. I mean, yes, I have no yep. qualms with said WrestleMania. Okay. I'm done sharing it. Uh, Okay, onward with the episode. Just wanted to get some get listeners in. Try to get the listeners in here. And Mike Tyson, yes, we forgot to mention Mike Tyson is in the main event of this. I'm in the main event, guys. Mike Tyson Mithrith. Uh <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania. This match is Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie versus the New Age Outlaws. Match date March 29th, 1998. WrestleMania 14 in a dumpster match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. Of the world of the world now here's the thing too for followers and listeners out there who think they're very knowledgeable on wrestling but are like who in the world is chainsaw charlie tj who is chainsaw charlie a 53 year old terry funk okay thank you (laughs) without a headband from funk u university terry funk yeah so He and is this, badass, uh, and he gets and he takes some fucking crazy bumps in this match. Yeah. Some crazy fucking bumps, including a power bomb into a dumpster at fifty fucking three. Out of all the guys in this match, the oldest guy gets put in the dumpster probably three times as many times as everybody. And else. can we talk about Billy Gunn's poor legs after that fucking? That's a tall motherfucking dude to be going in that little ass dumpster from that height, like. Uh, I didn't feel I, so bad about the other too. guy, but holy fuck, poor Billy Gunn. Yeah. Like, you know, he's no, back his legs getting in there. Just He's a, you know what? He's a tall dude. And actually, I didn't realize how tall he was until I seen him in AEW a couple months ago. And then I was like, wow. You With know, his new tag what? team partner. Huh? With his new tag team partner. <laughs> uh, ass boy. Ass boy. His son, ass Austin Gunn. Yeah. Part of the gun club. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really, but his son is like, look, it's like literally a mini me version of Billy Gunn. Like you have Billy Gunn, and he's like what six? He has to be six four, six five. Austin is like the Austin Gunn. I, I don't, yeah, he's like a small version of his dad, and he's, he's like, like a Wish dot com version of his dad. Yeah, <laughs> visually appealing though. He's just he's yeah. not ass man. He's ass boy. But he has the exact same charisma. Holy yes. cow. You, you like literally Billy would stand back and just laugh because he knows he's watching himself. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. 
it's the same same character. And we'll get more into the whole New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn, uh, with the promo later in the show. Sure. So let's talk about this match. Let's break it down. Uh, Was the entrances hyped, motherfucker? Oh, dude. Dude, the crowd was nuts. Like the whole, this whole thing was, and remember, this is New Age Outlaws pre-DX. Literally, this WrestleMania was the night, just to give a quick rundown, this WrestleMania was the night before Raw, which kind of changed everything, which took the Triple H, Shawn Michaels DX, and, you know, Michaels kind of took off after, the you know, losing the title. And then you had Triple H take over, and that's when he introduced the New Age Outlaws. And then later on introduced, you know, X-Pac and all that. So this is the New Age Outlaws. That was the real young, hot tag team at the time. So, I mean, both these groups got big pops, I thought, you know, for different reasons. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the entrances were hype. Absolutely. The crowd was super into it. And these guys just lit it up. I mean, when Chainsaw, Chainsaw Charlie comes out with a chainsaw. You know, catches <laughs> everywhere. And, I'm like, and then when the new age came out with how they normally come out, man, that gets that crowd into it because everyone's quoting, you know, the whole in- introduction that uh, that Road Dog does. So we're interested in hype, absolutely hype. This more hype than the entire WrestleMania I watched last night. So true, true. The posing, the posing as well with uh, New Age. Oh, it's 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 great. The dancing and then the posing for the camera. I'd love to get a pair of shorts like that. Yeah. Ass big or Mr. Ass shorts. Yeah, I'd love to get a pair of those. I tried to get my daughter to read what they said. I was like, what is what does his shorts say? And she's like, I can't see it. I was like, what does his shorts say? And she wouldn't read it. <laughs> she refused to read it. <laughs> oh, attitude Eric gimmicks. They were the best, weren't they? <laughs> they were the best. Yeah. Oh, dude, this. Well, and there's a reason, like you said, this is what's called the X-rated pit WrestleMania. Yeah. So, yeah. Branded sure. X-rated. So question for you, Mid-South Maniac. Did the match have good flow? I think it had very, very good flow. I mean, there there wasn't. I, I'm trying to think. It had great flow, but how long were they actually in the ring at any point? Like maybe 5% of the match? Well, it is a dumpster match. The point well, is I, to get I inside agree. of a dumpster. <laughs> and a dumpster. It was good flow. It was good flow all the way from in the ring all the way to the backstage. It flowed very well, and the crowd was into it the whole time. Can we talk about how fast the transition was from from ring to backstage? Now, do you think that was a pre-taped segment? No, I don't think so. Well, you got to think about it. They got back there so fucking quick. I know, but... I, you know, I I really think it just happened to be a part of the arena where they were close to that area. And I only I mean, say once, that because of the, the gold curtains, dust, that gold dust Piper match that one time that was pre-taped. That's why yeah, I'm saying that. I don't I don't think I, at the time, I don't think WF was really pre-taping too much else going on. I mean, I really think this was pretty, pretty legit. I just think they're like, hey, we got to set this up because they're not going to walk around half the arena. Sure. So I would say that where this were the you know, the entrance stage was in the curtain. Uh, they were probably a good, what, 50 feet away from that entrance, probably near an exit somewhere where you could have that dumpster, have the forklift, have that open arena. Um, I mean, so what, this was in the fleet center of Boston, Massachusetts. So yeah, they probably had it kind of figured out of logistically, where can we do this without drawing it out too long? Cause I think yeah. the match was maybe around 10 minutes. 
Yeah, you it's had 10 minutes, yeah. Two, three minutes of entrances or three or four, two, three, four minutes matches, maybe 10 minutes at the most. But it was flow-wise, I mean, someone's getting dumped in the dumpster to someone's getting hit by this or that or what, you know, a pan or drug to the back. And those, you know, I think they booked around pretty good, especially when you got two older guys and two younger guys, you know, they, they flowed pretty well. So head, 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 head. <laughs> like, like Jer- Jeremy knows. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, and I don't even remember. I mean, what was Al Snow doing at the time? Was he, you know, like Jeremy was saying that that would have been cool. Cause you know, all the, I mean, was he, do you recall where, where he was at at the time? Cause that was before that gimmick, wasn't it? Or was he still in developmental stuff like help training? Or is he in ECW? That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, we, let me look where Al Snow let's leave, was. Let's leave it to Jeremy so we can take a tangent on everything that was Yeah, happening. Al Snow, 1998. Where were you, Al Snow? Hardcore champion pursuits, 1998 to 2000. So he would have started a feud with Mick Foley. Oh, my God. That's what he did. Yep. Return to WWF 1998 to 2000. He would return to the company. Uh, and 98 doesn't say exactly when. During the summer of 99, Snow lost the WWE Hardcore Championship at WrestleMania at 15. So the WrestleMania after this, he would okay. be wrestling. So I, gar- I guarantee you that this, you know, this is right around the time where you got to figure um, – they probably dropped the titles not too long after this. So this was March 29th, 1998. So that spring summer era, you're probably talking about them dropping the tag titles again, new age, getting them back, having a few with Legion of doom. And then probably that's when, you know, with the hardcore title gets introduced to, you know, as a reward to McFoley from Vince. And then, you know, it goes from the cactus Jack, maybe, you know, there's, there's so man, there's so many. Do you know what Al snow does now? I, I well, I knew what he did maybe five or 10 years ago. But now he, he uh, he bought the rights to Ohio Valley wrestling from WWE. There. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. And he now runs that as a promotion in Ohio. And well, got, that, yeah. I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm just hoping they're still cranking out uh, guys like they were, you know, not so much as a developmental more. So as like a place for people to go to really like, kind of like get their foot in the business. Good deal. Yeah. No, that's good, man. As long as he can stay in the business somehow, because there's too many guys that drop off and, don't know what to do with themselves. Like Speaking of that, uh, all of our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, these wrestling promotions, these indie wrestling promotions that are struggling right now due to the fact that they cannot physically or legally have uh, events. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, I was helping with a lot of events down here just from security or whatever. And I mean, we had to cancel everything, you know, and uh, it, it really sucks. I mean, because these guys, you know. Not all of them are waiting on that paycheck, but a lot of them are, you know, that's, that, it's important. And it's important to keep that, the, the fan base, some of these um, indie wrestling spots uh, have good fan bases, good storylines. And then for that to just go, yeah. you know, um, but what I have seen uh, the States that aren't on super lockdown, we were actually uh, a couple of the wrestling promotions down here were actually doing uh empty arena type style matches yeah. or outdoor matches one-on-one with a referee and doing those and kind of doing those every other you know day or night but um now that they have these lockdown orders it you know and uh, <laughs> i don't even know how to say you say corona mania yeah corona mania brother 
It's more like Corona hysteria, brother. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, blame Jeremy for the tangent. That's exactly who I blame. Yes. All right. How about this? Okay. So flow. Did you touch on the flow? Do you think? I think flow? the flow was great. Yes. I think it was just <laughs> fucking great the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of wrestling. Yeah. But a lot of action. So it's exactly what you expected from these two yeah. teams. <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh, was the match believable? Yes. Uh, yes, to an extent. Uh, the ending might have been better. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was super believable. I mean, just for the fact that these guys are, you know, this match out of all the matches that happened that night, this was the you're going to take some bumps match. You know, you're going to. Oh, some yeah. And can, and can we discuss the ending real quick? And I, and I know we'll touch on this later. But why did he have to fucking keep raising and lowering the fucking forklift? I don't, I don't think he knew what he was doing. Oh. I think. I mean, you think about it. He's how old at the time. Um, ah, ah, okay. He's, like, <laughs> and he's already posted. That's his character, too. So yeah. I think he's supposed to look super nuts. Not to mention that Mick Foley and, you know, um, Terry Funk, like when they're getting hit or they're administering pain to somebody, they're always like talking. Right? Speaking of selling, can we talk about Billy Gunn's sell? After Road Dog picks him up out of the fucking dumpster and he stands up oh. and he's like. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, these guys, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure how many like hardcore things the New Age Outlaws were. I know that, you know, this storyline started almost two months prior. Yeah. Um, because it all started kind of with. New Age uh, jacking around with these guys, calling them old and stuff, and then they threw him in a dumpster and pushed him off the side of the uh, the stage <laughs> on Raw. <laughs> and then it was like, oh my god, they're dead! Like you know, like you, got two, like you know, forty to fifty year old dude just fell in a dumpster off stage, like 10, 15 feet, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, was it believable? I think so. I mean, the the shots that were taken are one of those things where they're putting up their hands so much. They're taking shot after shot, whether it's um, other stuff uh, being, you know, Mick Foley took a lot of ramming into the actual dumpster. The dumpster is not fake. Oh, he took a fucking uh, that bump where he literally threw himself against the side of the dumpster from the top of the ring. That's okay. Now, real quick about that. About that. Okay, so am I wrong? Did, did it happen like this? That Billy Gunn's on the or who was on whose Road Dog Billy Gunn was up on was in the ring on the on the far side, kind of just standing there, no selling. And, and so Road Dog was on the ropes. Road Dog was kind of on the ropes on the ring floor, and then uh, Cactus oh, crawled up to, to yeah. get the spot. Yeah. So Cactus is going <laughs> to jump off of the turnbuckle and like I guess just elbow like smash him into the the the, the dumpster, <laughs> and then what happens is Billy Gunn drop kicks. Yeah, road dog off the apron, and then Cactus Jack misses and slams. <laughs> and I was like, "That's a good spot." It almost didn't work, but I like it. You know, yeah. it, it. And but with the way he landed, it was that jut out of the uh, the dumpster where it has like a handle, big thing, and he took the full. And to his can we talk about how many double arm DDTs were given in this fucking match, and how it, it didn't. Double arming, double arm DDTing somebody onto a tit, onto a metal plate would not end them, but doing it on a wooden pallet would. It would incapacitate them enough that you could rise it with a forklift, and then, like, I get it, it's wrestling, 
But you contradicted yourself within the same match. Well, and then it wasn't that uh, the double arm DDT that was Cactus Jack's move. Wasn't yes, it? yes. I mean, when he wasn't doing the mankind gimmick or the McFoley gimmick, I mean, his finisher was the double arm DDT. Wait, wait, wait. I know what would happen. Is Survivor Series after WrestleMania? No, it's before because you got like SummerSlam. Okay, Survivor isn't Survivor Series '98 the one where they find Mister Socko wrapped around head? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I'm afraid you can't Google that without getting results you don't want to see. That's the one where Kane and Undertaker. It's the Vince Russo show. It's a Survivor Series 98, I want to say. And it's the one where uh, uh, Vince tries to set up Austin to lose the title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where Al Snow was. I think Al Snow was in that fucking Survivor Series. Oh, probably. Yeah. That's why he's there. God, the Attitude Era. So much. So much to talk about. Favorite moment of the match. Dude, the fucking high spot whenever they're both on the fucking top of the ladder and they push them <laughs> the off. Ladder. And the yeah. most convoluted way ever. It can't be just somebody pushing them. It has to be somebody pushing somebody else. Them falling backwards, but definitely Terry Funk's not watching what he's doing the whole time <laughs> he's doing it. Bumps into him and then they fall. But can you imagine... That has to be so perfect. Oh, I know. And that's why he because the ladder, the angle of the ladder or the ladder, that all has to be set up because that dumpster is only four feet deep, like in terms of, you know, from front to back. And all I kept thinking was, well, thank God the the tops of the dumpsters were caved in a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like you get caught like your neck or head. Oh, man, I just you I overthink it. But I was thinking. This could not end well, like you know, the whole time. I'm just thinking, like, what would that ma- this match be now with like wrestlers like Darby Allen or Joey Janela? That's the thing; they really haven't done any dumpster matches since then. Now right? you can go back. Technically, they have, but they don't count. But not like I mean, this on this level. Yeah, this ain't this ain't like Braun Strowman versus Rey Mysterio currently. That that shit ain't gonna fly. I'm just but thinking like, Darby Allen coffin dropping. Like he wouldn't even fucking fall. He'd just straight up coffin drop right into the fucking dumpster. Well, and, and what's funny about this too is like I would have loved to see. I mean, they probably had to at least line the bottom of this with something. Oh yeah. You no, know, I, I I understand. Oh, the whole predetermined real rest. Why are you giving away all their secrets? We're not. But like what else was in there? Because what I thought was the funniest was adding the styrofoam peanuts because the impact would allow them to like shoot out. So it just, <laughs> and, and it, for some reason, especially growing up, it looked more dramatic. Like there was such impact. There's just shit flying everywhere. Like, <laughs> flying out. But yeah, easily that was awesome because that was a, a good standard, what, 12, 14 foot ladder. And they, it was just a good fall. And then both of them were like, boom, you know, into it and all that stuff. And, and uh, I lo- that was my favorite part. I mean, other than, you know, I think they could have played off the whole, the ending a little bit better. But I mean, yeah, easily that was that was my favorite part for sure. But. OK, so shittiest moment of the match. <sighs> Man. Oh, this is. I'd have I'm to say sure. that ending, it just bothered me for some fucking reason. Funk, oh, boom, 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 <laughs> I think he was trying to get the pallet thing, the, the yeah, pallet so like the even on top and, yeah. and keep it shut. But I just think he doesn't, he was so <laughs> jacked up. And in the moment, he's like, I don't know how to operate this thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, because I was like, man, he, he obviously didn't have his forklift license. Yeah. Um, 
Because at first like, he ran into it. Because remember, you have Billy Gunn and Road Dog on top of there, and he's trying to tilt the forks forward to drop them into the dumpster backstage. <laughs> and it was, yeah, so I, I kind of agree. I mean, that was kind of awkward for me. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, the yeah, the Billy Gunn sell of trying to be dazed and confused. <laughs> I was like, he's pretty out of it, but I know if I was out of it, I wouldn't have my legs underneath me. I couldn't stand up straight. He so. was selling – he was reacting the same way we see one of those methed out people on video, on Facebook videos react. Easily. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, how is he keeping his balance? Isn't he drugged out? <laughs> A finisher count of, we don't, okay. Are we sure the double arm DVDT? I want to say three. I want to say three from Cactus Jack alone. I didn't see any finishers from New Age. Yeah, New Age, no. I don't remember what you, Road Dogs was technically. Um, I didn't see a famous or of any kind. Yeah, um, I'd say it was just the double arm DDTs mostly. That was utilized. And then Terry Funk usually did pile driver type things, inverted pile drivers. So one. I didn't see any of those. So I would say that's that's fair. That's fair. Was there any blood? Yes. Actually, there was a. I, I wouldn't say it was intentional or it wasn't blading. And my girlfriend actually asked this question too. She goes, Is this one of those fake things? And I said, I don't think it is because I think he actually got a bloody nose because he's re- he was reacting to it. Like he was like wiping it and stuff throughout the match. Who was? Uh, Billy Gunn. See, I wouldn't even pay. Yeah, he probably got a good shot in it. I mean, and with all the shots going on, that real thick. It looked like a serving tray. Yeah. But it looked pretty dense and it sounded pretty dense. And That's the one that they double arm DDT'd him on. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he probably landed, you know, six ways sideways on that. And yeah. so. So, uh, any match interference? Sadly, there wasn't. No, I mean, this, and that's what I think I like about this match also. It's just like it's two on two the entire time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time, really, there, was, there would have been no point. No one was really feuding with the, anyone except that. Plus, that night, they had already had, there was already a tag team uh, battle royal going on. So I, I don't, I, I think they were going to let them run that out. And then the tag team battle royal had all the other people in it. So there, there was real no association going on with anything else in the feuds. They really wanted to sell this storyline, I think. And they did to further it. So. Was the crowd fired up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, was the match outcome fair? I'd have to say it was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you can argue that it's not. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's as fair as a dumpster hardcore match. For the be. first half of the match, it was more so New Age Outlaws destroying the old guys. And then it kind of flipped yeah. around at the, near the end, kind of like the third act kind of picked up. And it was more so the older guys coming back and just demolishing and that's that's the cool thing about this is, is like you know you kind of expected these older guys i mean because yeah mcfoley and terry funk aren't in any kind of like jacked up shape you know and, and and like they're just they've been doing it for so long and i don't think they really had to say well we have to have this match done in five minutes yeah unlike matches that happen nowadays with 50 year olds that are gassed in three minutes that have one or two moves but with these guys being hardcore geniuses and legends, um, they know how to work it. They're used to this kind of stuff. And, and I not think all guy- aged wrestlers aren't able to do that. I know there's a certain 49-year-old wrestler that's still able to do a lion salt just fine. 
Oh, I believe that. <laughs> then, there's, then there's then there's certain wrestlers can who can only do like a spear and then attempt to do a jackhammer and that's it. And their yeah. matches last three or four minutes. But the, so, then again, if you go back and look at that same guy's matches, most of his matches were that, even though he was a monster at that point, he was booked like Mike Tyson. Well, that's because he was a football player. Yes. Essentially. Very limited. Limited. It's amazing how they, how WCW utilized that formula with one person one time and Vince well, uses it for they most of it. his business. Yep. Oh, but no, I mean, this, you know, I, I, I loved it. I mean, this match I thought was great. And with it being fair, it was really cool to see the old guys take one over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was to kind of maybe help perpetuate the next night's DX thing. So, I, I mean, it's a combination of things, but it's rewarding for those two dudes, the legends to, to grab. It's kind of like cemented them as badasses. Oh, sure. That's absolutely. And, and that's the kind of match to do it in. You can't do it in a regular wrestling match, you know. So what's your match rating? I'm going to give this a three and a half out of five. Uh, 4.2. I loved it, though. I mean, I could give it a five, but for what it is, and maybe, you know, obviously I could be like, well, if it had more uh, wrestling technical, I don't give a shit. 3.85, jerk the curtain score. That's fine. I can deal with that. I think I'm pretty fair. sure they'd be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you want to do the the promo, the promo this week? Absolutely, dude. Let's do it. Okay, let's solo this bitch. And oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Fan favorites, the new age outlaws who will defend the tag team championship again at Survivor Series, but we're not sure who their opponents are yet. Well, if Mr. McMahon has. titles so you can keep yours that you got out of the order form catalog from the World (laughs) Wrestling Federation. You ain't coming near this gold. 
think his geography's just messed up. <laughs> now we're going to hear from B.J. Billy Gunn. I think he's surprised he's got the mic. He's going to let me talk. <laughs> he's going to let Now that I have the mic, I guess uh, let's talk a little bit about my uh, ass. <laughs> what? You want to hear about that? I'm, I'm going to get to that. I, right. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about the two guys that couldn't make it as singles, so now all of a sudden they think they become a tag, and that is Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. <laughs> D'Lo Brown, the self-proclaimed European champion, which I know good and well, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> he's right. And Mark Henry, who thinks he's the strongest man in the world, and I guess he went to the Olympics, right? Well, Mark Henry, let me assure you, you didn't win gold there, and you will not win gold <laughs> anywhere with us either. Now, then they're fighting words, Jim. Yeah, I wonder if Mark Henry's going to win that suit against China so he can get back in the ring and concentrate on things. He brought a sign out to the ring last week and said, I miss you, China. Now the chance you've all been waiting for, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that was fucking See, awesome. Now here, this is this is what's crazy, dude. We can watch this kind of shit, and it's not because of how old we are when we grew up. Yeah. But when you watch that and see how a crowd reacts and how wrestlers deliver, and I can get, and I'm gonna sound like a total mark about it, but like my, I got. If you would have seen our face, like you know what, you need to think about this, CJ. When we start doing these promos like this, I wish we could do picture in picture to see our reactions. Right. That's the first time I've seen that probably since it came out. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like ear to ear smiling my ass off. And <laughs> like I got like seriously, I'm getting chills. And I wasn't even a big new age fan, yeah. but it was funny. Yeah. And it was like the gimmick. And then but you, you watch the crowd because you get so immersed into it. You're like, if I was there, this is what I would feel like, but probably times 20. Yeah. But that's the shit I miss because the moment what? you see those two standing together. Instant nostalgia. Yeah, and Instant. I'm not, it is not even just that. I mean, you could you could not know who those guys are, but you could be a wrestling fan nowadays, and and then we feed you this, and you never seen this before, and you go, "Oh, that's what wrestling's supposed to be like." Yeah, I mean, that was so gold, man. And people reacted to every single word, and it's funny, and it's edgy, and it's it it's not. Now, you know, it's not recycled BS, you know. Well, that was and, before and everything was scripted. Every single thing. Sure. Things were just planned out. They weren't fucking scripted. Everything you said in the ring was not da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's – you had the per- – I mean, these guys could really just do it. And and it's it's fun to watch. I was a big Legion of Doom fan, even when they were – like, that's why I hated New Age Outlaws. This is the same I, would, WrestleMania that where Legion of Doom 2000 debuted, correct? 2000 yes was sunny they came out with their whole you know revised biker gimmick um and then they won the tag team battle royal mm. and then that's what led to eventually them capturing the titles and then feuding with new age and you know then you fast forward what was weird about that is that's when a few years down the road they started playing off the whole hawk and his alcoholism mm-hmm. that got a little rough for me as a kid because I didn't oh. really understand it, but I was like, the guy's falling off at the Titan truck. Well, you also got to think they're doing the same <laughs> thing with Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But no, I, it, it's just you watch something like that, dude, and that's why I would totally like tonight, dude. I'm gonna try to keep the WrestleMania stuff with night two in the back of my head, and maybe watch some of it or see the results. But really, what I'd rather do is I'd rather go watch WrestleMania 14, March 29th, 1998, mm-hmm. and rewatch that whole damn thing and just relive that. Because guess what? That's a five star pay per view. Bam. And guess what? I don't care what you say. Do you we have a buy have, rate can... for this, by the way? Do they have a buy rate for the WrestleMania 14? By the way? I don't really. Oh, oh hell, I don't know. I wonder if I they, mean, they show that. Keep talking. I'll see if they do. Well, think about this way. I mean, you had all the cool things going on, let alone you had Tyson involved. So the buy rate had to be astronomical for this just because it's 98 golden era type 19,000 in attendance. It's crazy. And that's, and that's probably maxed out for the fleet center at the time in Boston. You know, that's, you know, but that was probably the best. And just, just to give a quick overview, um, if you want to watch WrestleMania night, do it. But if you want to watch a good WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania, 14, uh, WrestleMania 28. 98, 730,000 buy rate. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and just to give a quick uh, breakdown of that, you had the tag team Battle Royal yeah. to kick it off. You had Legion of Doom with Sonny, and they defeated uh, Savio Vega and uh, Miguel Perez, the Truth Commission, Bradshaw and Chains, Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown, the Quebecers, the Rock and Roll Express, Farouk and Kama, uh, Jose Estrada and uh, Jesus Castillo, Headbangers, Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher, DOA, the Godwins, and the new Midnight Express. Um, the light heavyweight championship was Taka Michinoku uh, defeating Aguilia to retain the title. European championship, Triple H with China, defeated Owen Hart to retain the European championship. Uh, the mixed tag team match, Mark Merrow and Sable defeated the artist formerly known as Goldust with Luna. <laughs> that gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, Intercontinental Championship, The Rock, with the Nation of Domination, defeated Ken Shamrock after a reverse decision Reverse decision when Shamrock would not release the ankle lock. Do you there remember you when Ken Shamrock and Stone Cold were feuding? Oh, my. No, I don't, because it, it probably was complete garbage. They had, like, <laughs> three matches that they forced down our throats, and they were shot. Uh, uh, then you have the dumpster match, and then to cap off the night, of course, was the oh, oh sorry. After the dumpster match, you had Undertaker defeating Kane with Paul Bear, and then to sum it up was the uh, WWF main event championship match where Stone Cold defeated Shawn Michaels with Michael or with Mike Tyson as a special guest ring enforcer, not the referee, although he did do the three count. Um, but that's a loaded pay per view, man. That's and I'm probably gonna watch that in its entirety again tonight. Um, but probably putting a small window in the corner, the current WrestleMania. And it's and a lot of people are going to say, well, Corey, you're just, you know, Midsummer Maniac, you're just saying that because there's no crowd for them to feed off of. Well, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, oh, man, I just, and I know this goes into NAS, or was it Newsflash, sucker? Newsflash, you know, sucker. Oh, I almost said something else. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. but uh sorry <laughs> we're live um anyways so i mean i watched wrestlemania last night i actually watched it uh streaming through a buddy of mine um uh and just because it was kind of like a zoom thing so we all kind of react and we were all just kind of like you know and and i've read mixed uh, stuff about it and 
when you're the highlight on night one was a an overproduction fan film of sorts, which was the match between AJ Styles and yeah. The Undertaker. I just it was okay, but like literally when you're adding all this extra production to it, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, you're adding the sounds of people hitting each other and, and it, yeah, it just, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care for it as much. I mean, it was probably the highlight of night one, mm-hmm. but all the other matches are predictable, especially when you have the Phil and Braun Strowman beating Goldberg for the world title. The world no storyline, no buildup. And no so it's crowd. Like Bergman, but I get it to an extent, but here's, you already passed the opportunity to give Braun the title two, three years ago. Bingo. You know, so, but my issue with it now is the fact that, yeah, it's like, okay, he's, well, Goldberg, whatever. And, and they're going to, I don't know. It's just crazy that, you know, you could blame everything going on and say, well, the pay-per-view is shit, but I just don't think it's going to be good even tonight. But you it was all very... You can't even blame what's going on because the pay-per-views were shit when they had a crowd. This has been a yeah. continuous well, thing. And, and here's the thing, and here's the thing. So I think if there was a crowd, that would have oversold the fact on how stupid... If there was a crowd, most... we probably wouldn't have two nights of garbage like we do. Then they probably would have had to pump like audience ambiance in there because I bet the crowd would have been like, what, what are we doing? Right. You know, like, because uh, there was no match route. I mean, you had a good high spot, pun intended, with Kevin Owens, you know. And, you just got to think back in, in tw- 10, 20 years. People aren't going to look back as these are WrestleMania moments. These are fucking no, no. garbage. No, I mean, even if there was a crowd there, the only thing that would be oversold is their entrances. That's yep. it. And that's that's all you can do. But there, all the other stuff that went on last night, I just I I personally didn't care for. But there was no highlight for me. Will there be tonight? I don't know. But the fact is that the world title, like last night, has become as relevant as the twenty four seven title. That sucks. There's yeah. there's literally it doesn't matter if you have a title or not because at this point it doesn't really freaking matter. The only chance they have is to maybe play on the. Uh, Brock Lesnar match tonight, you know, and try to see, okay, well, how's that gonna like, cause I think everyone assumes that, you know, Drew McIntyre is going to win. I know this is already taped, but no one knows the results, but you know, I don't know what they're going to do because after tonight's WrestleMania, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've taped any further forward. I, I don't know. But like you said, I mean, did you already, did we already talk about the AEW stuff? We yeah. talked about the indie wrestling, yeah. but, yeah, AEW We're, is done taping. They have stuff all the way filmed into May, the middle of May. I think they're good until. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, and that's that's what me and TJ are talking about. That um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I heard about some filming that happened this past week. I don't know when the filming that it was happened at the this Nightmare past Factory. Week. Yeah, and I don't know where that's going to take place in the timeline. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that stuff that it was could be this before. week. It could be next week. It could be the week after right. that. All, but. Well, he, the footage he's referring to is AEW dark stuff that we know is happening for sure. Uh, and the only reason, the only reason I bring that up is because we we touched on the indie wrestling side of things. Yes. AEW is taking it upon themselves to broaden out and well, you try to find kind of utilize people you bring into the Nightmare Factory to then put them yeah. in dark to put them on dynamite, kind of like they did with Thunder and Nitro. Yeah, and I, and I think it's going to be very functional. I mean, there's some people that I'm aware of mm-hmm. that 
are going to be showing up. What's really cool is I heard that these indie wrestlers, unlike certain organizations that like to take your gimmick, throw it off in the side and try to recreate you, they're letting them bring their gimmicks in. Um, I don't, I'm not saying one way or the other who it is, but I'm saying like, it's really cool. And I'm excited that some of these guys are getting opportunities and gimmicks that they've been working for the past five or six or 10 years. They get to bring into this because they've been, you know, kind of saying, Hey, we want you to help us do this. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's highlights. But again, AEW, I think WWE after tonight, I don't see much going on after that um, with, you know, the kind of halt on filming because so many States are doing the shelter in place. You know, not only is there a, a limit of 10 people or six foot rules for this, I and mean, they're really shutting a lot of stuff down. So I think they're taking it upon themselves to not risk lawsuits or liability. So I, I get it, but it doesn't make it any less of a chance that WrestleMania 36 with all the time they had and pre-taping, they could have really done something with this. And so far after day one, nothing in my eyes. So absolutely. Okay. So moving on, on so MLW Fusion this week kind of centered around one match and one match only, and that being Mance Warner versus MJF, Salt of the Earth, one of the best heels in the business that I have stated on this podcast in the past before. I love MJF. I, I love his wrestling style. I love his promos. I love everything about this man. He is fantastic. So this week he lost a match to Mance Warner on an empty arena match on MLW Fusion exiting the company then pretty much securing his departure to AEW and kayfabe yeah i liked how you described it to me you said literally this match on his going away match they beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah, it, yeah yeah That's... they had a redneck if you don't know who mance warner is he's like a redneck hillbilly deathmatch guy beat the living fuck out of him uh <laughs> recently had a feud with jimmy havoc which you can only imagine what the fuck that was like uh yeah there was there was one where they had a street match him and jimmy havoc and it went to the point where jimmy havoc got into an uber and drove back to his apartment and warner got into a car stole a person's car and followed him wait and then went into his uh hotel room and then started beating him up in his hotel room Uh, (laughs) and they filmed the whole thing like him getting in the car following him getting back out continuing the fight like (laughs) But yeah, that's how that's the guy that they got to get MJF out of MLW as they it was kind of funny. Something I mentioned before is that you have all plastic chairs still set up for the empty arena. So they like they throw MJF and he go flying across the fucking what would be the seating and all these fucking chairs with domino effect just fucking collapse and slide this this a constant, a constant thing. But it, all, it ended with a stupid roll up. One, two, three. Uh. The ending was lackluster, but goddamn, was that a fun street fight type match? That's awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm not right now. I'm just kind of overcapping since they already started the whole uh, WrestleMania night two. Um, they actually started it out, for example, um, with the uh, Flair Ripley match, and I'm just kind of going through. I mean, I have to go back and rewatch it, but it's just. You know, basically, you and then and for that, you have for people that don't know, uh, Ripley is like a hardcore version of Charlotte Flair in my mind. <laughs> it's, it's it's the look and everything like that, uh, without the but, entitlement, exactly. Yeah, there's no, yeah, that's so speaking exactly about it. programming, 
things that aren't going on right now. Things that will be going on this Wednesday, April 8th on AEW Dynamite. Yes. Recently announced via Twitter, via Tony Khan, Khan man, Khan, as Vince calls him at business meetings. Uh, (laughs) So he tweets out from uh, Twitter here, three days to fill out bracket before Wednesday's all new AEW Dynamite. The TNT Championship Tournament opens with Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears, Hikaru Shida versus Real Britt Baker, Lance Archer in action. Chris Jericho, Tony Schiavone on commentary. That's going to be fun. Uh, in two weeks, we'll have Lance Archer versus Boom Boom, Colt Cabana. And the first round, we'll also have Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. So what do you think? What's your thoughts on them resurrecting a television title since that's kind of like a thing of the past now? I mean, well, how many titles they currently have? They have the women's, the world, and the tag. So this is uh, their mid-card television. That's that's more than fair. I think I think you need to do that to give those guys something to strive for. Um, we have terrific mid-carders, terrific. Yeah, and exactly. And I think you know you need to kind of go ahead and separate them out in terms of uh, you know what it is. I mean, and then for it being the TV title, that's perfect, man. Actually, that was always an interesting kind of title. And anybody that's in this tournament would be worthy of said TV title. Like I said, Colt Cabana, Lance Archer, Sean Spears, the perfect 10 Sean Spears. Okay, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, maybe Kip Sabian. He's not that over with fans. I see it this way. I see Dustin winning, Darby winning, Lance winning, and Cody winning. And then I see Cody beating Dustin or vice versa. See, that's the problem is I don't see Kip Sabian beating Dustin. But are we also going to get another Cody versus Dustin Rhodes match? That's the only problem I see. I see at the end Lance Archer becoming the TV title holder. I That's what I foresee because of the whole murder hawk monster gimmick that he has going on. They got to cement him and get that over as much as possible with the fans. I mean, you have Jake the Snake Roberts as your manager. Like, you got to be over yeah and that's yeah i can't say it better than that. I, I i on a side note i think it's cool that they have the tv title because you know who who in aew is is that tv title i mean when i think tv title i think of like one dude okay because when it was when it was around in wcw when jericho had it it was <laughs> it, it it was it was pretty damn distinctive like that was his title between that and the cruiserweight the tv title was like i can't think of anyone else who actually had it too much other than him. So do you think there's so, a possibility that now that John Moxley's feuding with Jake Hager for the title, that this whole inner circle thing could be like NWO in the type that they're just going to start like trying to take all titles? Uh, I thought about that. You know, I was thinking about that with a lot of what's going on. And you I, know, 20 I years ago, I held this television title. I held a television <laughs> title and I'll hold it again. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be able to look at both the ugly side of that guy. You know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, I think it'd be interesting either way. I mean, I I could see it functioning, however. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if, if it's like an NWO kind of thing. I mean, that was that was so one time in terms of like how that. Can we talk went. about the fact that this week, leading up to this week, and then even throughout the weekend, the most talked about promo isn't a WWE one. It isn't even a WrestleMania one. It's. Chris Jericho arguing with a drone. 
<laughs> yeah, I was. I trust me. I was trying real hard to. Uh, you you don't you like part of you wants to hate it, and then other part of you like this is too fucking great. Like when he's like release right. the hounds, and he just lets his dogs out. Like it's just yeah. like what the fuck? You're a super villain. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and expect the. I don't know. It was. I. It was. It was a nice little funny. I'm glad it didn't last longer than it did. Honestly, yeah. but I mean, for what it was, I thought it was super cool. He has transitioned uh, to super villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no other way to put it than that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, guys, I, I'm looking forward to Dynamite this week. And of course, AEW Dark, both Corey and I are going to be keeping our eyes peeled for our buddy over there at yep. Dark. And we will be able to talk more about that once he debuts. And we'll be able to go into a lot more behind the scenes type stuff. And hopefully that opens up the doorway to us getting more guests on the show, especially let's just say... Uh, AEW related, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Speaking of AEW related, can we talk about the awesome uh, print that I have behind me, supplied by Corey Coffin? I know, man. I'm I'm so glad. You, and you know what's really, you know what's crazy? You might have to make some more room. Um, there's <laughs> uh, seriously. As soon as I sent that to you, the the guy who made that, um, if he's starting a Jericho one, game over, man. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm not gonna say anything else. In that. Um, and I'm like, in my first, I was like, TJ needs this. Damn it, like, you know. And I'm like, crap. I gotta go buy something else for this man child. I don't know what else. To, <laughs> it, but it's only because, like, you know, when when you know someone who's just over the top about something, and mm-hmm. and they're not aware of what it, what is out there, like, it's it's that kind of stuff. When I seen that, even though I would call that what wave one of the wrestlers that's before some of, you know, some of the recent guys got added, but that's a good, like introductory wave one yeah. AEW poster, you know, so you can call it wave one, if you will. My daughter but went yeah. through the other day and was asking questions like, where's sure. this person, this person, this person. I was like, because this is the original roster. Yeah. This is right. launch and, day. And the cool thing is, yes, TJ, he is working on a Jericho one. And yes, he was taking submissions on, Hey, um, I already have an idea of the 50 versions of Jericho I'm wanting to do, but if you want to throw any more out there and well, I okay, like, I, yeah. we can do uh, okay, so we need everything from Lionheart to Painmaker. Okay, we need yeah. every version, we need every WrestleMania version, we need the hair version, we need the fucking side ponytail hair, hair version. We need the uh the we need Ralphus in there somewhere. We need some sort of version of Ralphus. We need the rock, uh, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Jericho. We need the list. We need all of that. <laughs> the Reverend hey, real, of Reinvention. Real quick, because I, I don't want to. Hey, shout out to Marcio. He said hello. What's up, Marcio? Just make sure we acknowledge him. Dude's been busting his ass with some crazy sculpts lately. Um, nemesis. Nemesis. Dude, Nemesis looks great. And then people are like, well, what about Nemesis? I'm like, dude, I like this one. Just yeah. chill out. Like, it, dude's doing some amazing work. He said hello, hello back at you. I wish I knew how to say it properly in Portuguese, but you know we love you. <laughs> Have I shown it. my twenty-year-old box Jericho figure on the show yet? I know, but it's like you're saying it like you want to, so you might as well. <laughs> it's... Oh, hi, Amanda! <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, 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 sneaky. Oh, there's no, a. She dropped- uh, coffee with Kaufman's cameo. <laughs> I, I know that's exactly. I'm waiting for her to throw a whole bag of wipes at me or something. Um, 
That's a cool figure, but it'd be cooler if you had a WCW one. Did they have a Jericho WCW figure? I'm pretty sure they did a few different or did one. They're probably not as cool looking as that one. Um, but real quick, it was funny because when he was taking submissions on different Jerichos, do you remember when Jericho had to dress up like someone else in Japan? Were you aware of that? Oh, yes. Yes. The Super Liger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, he looked so awkward in that because his blonde hair. Is, I just thought Yes. Super hanging funny. out the back and then yeah. the fucking eyes, the weird bug yeah. eyes. Yes. <laughs> well, and then the, the one about his hair was, do you remember him getting interviewed in the ring? And he had the, what I'm going to call it though. There's something about Mary hair where it was like, yes. looking at his, like, like this in the front. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, talked, did a whole I am your role model, your Ayatollah of rock and roller coffee. Hey, coffins. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go to the store. Go to the store. That's fine. I'm almost done. We're, we're live on Facebook. Hi, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Please check out Coffee with Kaufman's. Yes. Look at this hot mother over here. Coffee with Kaufman's. <laughs> Which they haven't drank any coffee whatsoever. Just eating candies and chips from Dutch, Dutchland. <laughs> <laughs> so we got about three minutes before the episode's over. Fajitas. Fajitas. How long have we been going, TJ? Oh, uh, 57 minutes. Yeah, we've been going a long time here. But yeah, uh, who, who, does, who does those prints, by the way? Uh, actually, that'd be Helene Art at, uh, on Instagram. Helene Art on Instagram. Check him out. He's actually been contracted through WWE to do some some work on the side for trading cards that'll be coming out soon. Um, is he affiliated with our show? Not yet. I don't know. Um, but dude, like wrestling is his thing. But I've seen stuff from Fifty Shades of Homer Simpson, Fifty Shades of Mario. Um, I got the Hulk Hogan print. Uh, somewhere it's dark in here. I don't know where stuff's at. Um, awesome. I almost fell. Hold on. <laughs> I almost fell. Hold on. <laughs> Dude, I got lost in my mind. So uh, real quick. Uh, yeah, just shout out to him. Check this out. Oh, I got so many of these things. Look at this one. Oh, that's the Macho Man one. That's dope as fuck. Oh, yeah. Ooh, 50 Shades yeah. of Madness. Yeah. He, calls, he calls this one 50 Shades of Madness. Do we have the Spider-Man one? one? Uh, he's in there. So, oh, you mean uh, Bonesaw? Sp- yeah. Bonesaw is hold on. Bonesaw's in there somewhere. You even have uh, Macho Man's rap album. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but, uh, how about this one? His minor league baseball picture. What the hell? It, it, it's crazy, dude. This dude. Oh, here. Well, there's oh, there's another rap album one. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. So that's the Macho Man one. And I don't care if he's watching or not. I'm gonna tell him we did this because he's a great artist. About Fifty Shades of Stinger. Oh, that's dope. That's so dope. You even have some of the the face offs of uh, Fake Sting. <laughs> and uh, oh. <laughs> I got fucking Robocop. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. If there's something associated with with these guys, he will throw it in there. They so even have can, Joker Sting. That's awesome. Want, what's this? Who's this guy right here? Is that Duke Nukem Sting? <laughs> no, no. Look, look at the look at next to him. Is that the singer sing? <laughs> and of course, look, check this out. And of course, my all-time favorite dude. Check this out. What the fuck? 
Like I was looking so forward to this one. Like it was. Crazy. Why is there a mask? Where? Did, when did he wear a mask? Uh, this one right here. Yes, that one. That one we need to go over. That has to do with the tag team, three man tag team of the Mean Machines in WWF of Andre, Hulk Hogan, and um, Big John Stud dressed up as Japan wrestlers. They called themselves. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's super hysterical because hold on, let's let's look at the rest before I get to yes. even have some of the movie ones. Like, That's so gnarly. So the Jericho one could literally be anything. Oh yeah. yeah. So we, we're definitely gonna get Ralphus. Yes, uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I had to show you that, but um real quick about that. The mass, yeah, look it up. Um the mean machines. Um you had Hulk machine, giant machine, and big uh like stud machine or big machine. Yeah. Um that was a pretty comical thing, especially if you watch some of their promos where they're trying to be Asian descent. Probably wouldn't fly nowadays. <laughs> but please check it out. We may go over some of their matches or three or three. Oh, matches. I'm gonna have to get a certain president going, uh China. Uh <laughs> China. Um, but I'm telling you, dude, the promos are good. Hopefully we'll have it on the show before too long. Yes. Um, it was just something interesting they did and they tried to sell it as they weren't the characters they were They're Oh, I don't know who Hulk Hogan is. I am Hulk machine, you know, whatever. So anyways, Helene art at Instagram, get a hold of that dude. Dude does some amazing print work, um, takes commissions as well. And then TJ is going to need this 50 shades of Jericho. So I'll be updating him for the next week about it. So yeah. sorry about that. Just had to take a tangent because. We got to support these people that are, I would yes. consider fans in the wrestling community. So, so guys, we're going to finish out the show by a little message from Raise Energy, the people's energy drink. Use code Power Hour to save some money on your next order from Raise Energy. This is a can of their voodoo energy. I also have Baja Lime and other great flavors can find over on repsports.com. Search Raise Energy on Google and use code Power Hour. Also head on over to dobackdiscussion.net, your source for pop culture and much more. And of course, the Dubak Discussion Podcast Network. Find great podcasts such as the Box Office Banter Podcast, Dubak Sports, Dream Warrior Review, Gordon Moore, Jerk the Curtain, Rabbit Hole, Rants from the Black Lodge, the TJ Bowser Power Hour, Wake and Bake, and Wicked Wednesdays. All available audio only on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And head on over to the T Public store and search Dubak Discussion. Pick up some hot fucking swag. Mostly, most of it designed by Mid South Maniac here. Quit looking like come. a piece of shit. More to, come. More to come. More to come. Quit looking like a piece of shit and pick up some Dubak merch today. Yeah. Yes. So, guys, this is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, signing off. Guys, this is your Mid South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. Thank you. See you soon. Let's get it, brother. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody.